0: Welcome back to Joe Rogan Experience with Anton Vjeltsin. I'm just kidding. You're still watching to Lost Ash Channel with me, your host and attorney from the Southern District of California, Anton Vjeltsin. I practice here in San Diego. And today we're gonna talk about another case dealing with impermissibly prolonged stops and a pat down of the driver that was a violation of the Fourth Amendment. And before we go on, I wanna thank you for watching me on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button. Please share my channel with all your friends. I'm only 900,000 people away from 1 million subscribers. So hit that subscribe button. And if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording on Audible or Spotify, please give my podcast a five-star review rating. Thanks for watching. Quick message from Lostash: Are you charged with a crime? Or do you want to know your rights if stopped by police? Watch California attorney Anton Vyeltsin discuss legal cases from the Supreme Court, Ninth Circuit, and California state courts on the Lostash YouTube page. Anton has handled hundreds of federal and state criminal cases, has an in-depth knowledge of the law, and has the best mustache ever, subscribe to the Lawstache YouTube page. That's L-A-W-S-T-A-C-H-E. Today we'll be discussing a federal district court case from the Northern District of California, United States versus Odom. So first, let me give you some facts. At 2.30 in the morning, Mr. Odom was driving 92 miles an hour past two highway patrol officers, the two CHP officers decided to pull him over for speeding. He immediately complied, pulled over to the shoulder, and his instructor turned off his vehicle and lowered all of his windows. Two officers approached the passenger side of the vehicle and asked him for the usual driver's license, proof of insurance and registration. Mr. Odom explained that he did not have those items and instead he only had a California ID, which he provided. The two officers then noted that Mr. Odom appeared nervous and asked him where he was headed. He said that he was literally a block away from his house, which was up the street. The officers then asked Mr. Odom if he was on probation or parole. Mr. Odom explained that he was not. At this point, the two officers went back to their police cruiser and conducted a records check, which revealed that Mr. Odom had some gang affiliations, and prior criminal history related to firearms. The two officers came back to the vehicle that Mr. Odom was driving, asked him to step out of the vehicle and conducted a pat-down search. At this point, they found a firearm and some ammunition on Mr. Odom and charged him in federal court with violation of 922G, which is being a felon in possession of firearms. Mr. Odom now argues that the prolonged stop and the pat-down was in violation of the Fourth Amendment. Remember, the Fourth Amendment protects against unreasonable searches and seizures, and generally speaking, officers need to have a warrant before they conduct a search. But of course, some exceptions apply, and we'll discuss them in a moment. Also remember that courts have held that traffic stops can become impermissibly prolonged and violate the Fourth Amendment if the officers extend the period of the mission by doing unrelated things to the actual traffic stop. So the first thing that Mr. Odom argues is that his stop was prolonged impermissibly because the officers conducted a records check. Here's what the court says. The Supreme Court has determined that an officer's mission includes checking the driver's license, determining whether there are outstanding warrants against the driver, and inspecting the automobile's registration and proof of insurance. The Court of Rodriguez distinguished these activities from dog sniffs, which are aimed at detecting evidence of ordinary criminal wrongdoing, and therefore outside the scope of a traffic stop. The records check in this case is also distinguishable from United States versus Evans, a case that I've previously discussed on this channel, and I will link it in the description below. But in Evans, the court said that it was impermissible for officers to conduct a records check to reveal whether somebody had drug priors. Here, the records check reveals warrants and not prior criminal history. So in this situation, It is exactly what Rodriguez's case said is permissible for the officers to conduct whether somebody has outstanding warrants and is wanted in other counties or other jurisdictions. So in this case, the records check did not prolong the stop. Now moving on, the second argument is that Mr. Odom's stop was prolonged because the officers asked Mr. Odom whether he was on probation or parole which Mr. Odom says prolonged the stop. Now, the government argues that the questioning occurred two minutes into the stop and basically in the middle of the whole traffic citation and evaluation of what happened. And so, for that reason, the government says it didn't really prolong the stop because they asked it during the initial conversations. Mr. Odom argues that the questioning matters in terms of the length of time, not at which point it occurred. At the outset, the court agrees with Odom that what matters is the added time, not at what point in the chronology of the stop that time was added. Instead, the important consideration is whether Offices Guajardo's brief question regarding probation status violated the Fourth Amendment by adding a few seconds to the traffic stop. Ninth Circuit precedent suggests that unrelated inquiry that adds any amount of time to a traffic stop is sufficient to violate the Fourth Amendment. The concept that unrelated inquiries that add even a few seconds to a traffic stop might violate the Fourth Amendment also finds support in out-of-circuit and out-of-district cases. So now we know that the stop was unreasonably prolonged and violated the Fourth Amendment So you would think the exclusionary rule should apply. The exclusionary rule says that all evidence derived from illegality should be suppressed and cannot be used against Mr. Odom in court or in trial. But here the court says that the evidence found, namely the gun, did not stem from the inquiry about probation or parole, and thus it should not be excluded. And then the court moves on to the real question. The reason why we found the gun was because of the frisk, the pat down. Under Terry's search, when we're dealing with vehicles, officers can pat down the driver of the vehicle if they have suspicion that he's armed and dangerous. The relevant question is whether after considering the totality of circumstances, a reasonably prudent person would have warranted in believing the suspect was armed and thus presented a threat to the officer's safety while he was investigating his suspicious behavior. This is, of course, the Terry case. Importantly, the standard requires individualized reasonable suspicion. This is from the case Maryland v. Bowie, which says that even in high crime areas where the possibility that any given individual is armed is significant. Terry requires reasonable individualized suspicion before a frisk for weapons can be conducted. In applying this standard, the Ninth Circuit articulated a number of factors that the courts can consider when evaluating whether the officer could have believed that somebody was armed and dangerous. For the next few pages, the court evaluates each one of these factors, including the time of day, and prior criminal history and so on of the defendant. But at the end of the day, we have to look at the totality of circumstances. And here, two officers approached Odom in the middle of the night. Officer Guajardo asked a number of investigatory questions, including questions about the owner of the vehicle. The officer claims that he noticed Odom's nervous behavior from the moment he spoke to him, but the officer Wuhardo did not remove Odom from the vehicle and frisk him right away. Instead, the officers returned to their own car for another six minutes to run record searches. The government does not claim that Odom's behavior changed in any significant way between the stop, initial questioning, and removal from the vehicle. He followed the officer's instructions, made no sudden movements, and responded to all the officer's questions. It is not enough to simply tell the court that a stop happened at night, that a suspect appeared nervous, and that he had criminal history. The government must do more to carry its burden. The time of day does not provide individualized suspicion. And the fact that a person has a prior criminal record does not sufficiently establish that he is currently armed and dangerous. The government has also not shown that nervousness went beyond the normal behavior of a person who is pulled over by the police. The government has therefore failed to carry its burden. Finding otherwise would allow the needs of the law enforcement to decimate the protections of the Fourth Amendment. Because the factors in this case do not add up to the individualized reasonable suspicion that Odom was currently armed and dangerous, the court finds that Officer Grijardos Frisk violated the Fourth Amendment. Which brings us back to the exclusionary rule. In this case, there is no question that the officer's conduct directly led to the violation of Mr. Odom's Fourth Amendment rights. Under totality of circumstances, There was no evidence that Mr. Odom was currently armed and dangerous, and thus the evidence found directly from the violation of the Fourth Amendment, namely the ammunition and the firearm should be suppressed and cannot be used against Mr. Odom in trial. So I hope you've learned a little bit more about Prolonged Stops and Terry Frisks. If you enjoyed this video, please give it a thumbs up, subscribe to my channel, once again share my channel with your friends because i'd like to grow it and make it bigger because all of you keep commenting how you like the content but how come i don't get any subscribers so go ahead and subscribe tell your friends if you're listening to the podcast version of this recording please give my podcast a five-star rating and finally if you want to support this channel consider going to lostash.com and checking out some of the merch thanks for watching.